present yet. Welcome to Elliot 5. That's right. The world according to Elliot 5. Now, can you believe that there's some people who don't think... Yes, go ahead. You guys, I'm wearing my brother's shirt. That's true. And his pants. That's true. You got some jammies that were handed down. It's pretty amazing. And I you're getting my so big. Class. That's right. And, you're and I was winning hockey, and it was all off. And now I needed to go and start in this shirt. Pants. Wow. And you're getting so big that you can wear that. Yeah. That's, that's amazing. People love to say the word amazing. The other day I heard it on, I heard it like 50 times. And so I wanted to ask you a question about that because there are some people that don't think that they can be amazing. So can you tell everybody how they can be amazing? How do you guys get so amazing? Yeah, like how, how can someone, how can someone do something amazing? How do get they a, do it? Get a video of you guys telling us it. So just, just. And text us and do it. Oh, text us? Text us and make a video of how they're amazing. Yes. Is there something that someone can do that can make them amazing? No. 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 Is there something they can eat to make them amazing? Yes. What? Is it some grapes? What? Well, see, this is what people need to know. I bet you they're not even eating their grapes. Yeah. Well. If, if there's grapes, if there's... If there's green grapes, that's the th they're not ready. Oh, not the green ones? Not the no. green ones. Okay. Only when they're like, purple, they're, they're ready. They're ready. Yeah. Well, there you have it, folks. If you want to be amazing, right, send us your videos. They must strawberries. That's true. So they can eat strawberries or grapes? Yeah. Okay. So, troops, if you want to be amazing... Strawberries or grapes, not the green ones, okay? Because those aren't ready. Yeah. Once when I was at Auntie Susie's house, we just Cohen just grabbed a green grape and he gave it to me one and I ate it, and it was disgusting. It's disgusting. <laughs> well, there you have it, folks. Now you know what to do. You're welcome. You want to say goodbye to everyone? Have a great day. Hi, bye, guys. Welcome to the world Christmas stuff. <laughs> Welcome to another podcast of Triumph, a self-doubt's murder. That is my new, my new mantra for the podcast. I'm your host, the Prince of Pain, Jeff Fairbanks, also known as the Triumph Project, um, via social means. Uh, for those of you that have that crap, it seems everybody does. Um, Today we got a we got a rocking interview um, with Sarah Bowfinger, who tells us her journey uh, to where she is currently with hopes of uh, making the Olympics. And so, <clears throat> I felt like through the discussion, um, seeing that she's had swimming as her background for so long, and she references uh, being like a mermaid in the water. And so, I felt like you know. That's a good that's a good segue into the intro music, you know? And I always like to do it different, so today's no different for that. Anti-normal. Yeah, outside the ordinary. All right, all right. Anyhow, point is, it's a great interview. I think there's some great takeaways for uh, those of us that kind of, um, I feel like in my humble opinion, have, have a little bit of a scare factor with swimming. And um, Sarah gives some great tips for us, some takeaways that we can kind of utilize to um, progress in that realm. And my co-host, Mr. Uh, Mr. Jason, uh, what the hell? Just slacking bonbons under the uh, under the covers dips out for this for this podcast. But you know what? Yeah, 
I'll carry it on. I'll carry the torch. It's no big deal. Maybe he'll join us next time. You know what I mean? Maybe. So, listen up. Learn a thing or two. Uh, Tell a friend. Share. And uh, always crush it with a smile. And, And just a side note. It's not a correction, but it may have been my fault while, why Jason wasn't available. Maybe. I don't think so. But maybe. I, I could have, I let's just say, maybe missed the entire time frame for when we were supposed to do the podcast all together, and therefore he was unavailable. So, but you still get the middle finger, Jason. Love you. <laughs> hey. Hey. Hi. I, uh... For those listening, I have a huge apology because I had like a, I had like a, uh, what was yesterday? 4 a.m. to 9 p.m., uh, whatever that is. Um, I just had like a 17 hour day and I've just been frazzled. And I got up this morning and I'm like, okay, now I got this, go my time zones and all this stuff. And I got it all backwards. And so I completely, <laughs> apo- I completely apologize, uh, to you, Sarah. And, um, yeah to anyone else listening well you know anyone listening yeah fuck off but (laughs) uh, i apologize so so i i'm gonna jump straight into it because i actually uh my co-host jason um had to punt this one to me uh solo because if he had some commitments that came up today but um i just kind of like starting off i'm i'm always off the cuff i hope that's fine with you but um if you don't kind of uh mind telling everyone sort of you know kind of who you are and and sort of first I just kind of want to know maybe how you came into the world of endurance you know what I mean and then and then we'll get into your story because you actually are are quite a badass and your story is pretty it's pretty amazing in, in my humble opinion so thank Sarah, you introduce introduce yourself and uh why you're so why you're so fancy to everybody listening (laughs) well um my name is sarah bowfinger and i got into into endurance like i feel like i was just kind of born into it like i mean i just um i you know was i i've just always had a love for swimming and just um pushing myself to the limit and when I finally decided to do that, you know, it's just been like my passion now to like keep going and not give up. So, so let me back you up a little bit. One, if you don't mind, how old are you? And then did you, so the swimming piece, so age, and then when did you start like swimming? Okay. So I'm 31 years old. And I actually start, I learned how to swim before I walked because, you know, I was born with hip dysplasia and had the seven hip surgery. So that was part of my rehab. So I joined the swim team at age six and that was when really the fun began of, you know, training and being inspired to be my best, you know? So, so I'm going to rewind you back a little bit because you just... (laughs) You just blasted out uh no. Yeah. So so let's 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 go back into the child let's let's go let's go back into the childhood of, of young Sarah. You yeah. come into this world as as Sarah with what? And then walk me through that experience because these are all the things that I feel like I don't I I've said this a million times and I'll continue to say this. I have no fancy story. I've not I've not nothing special over here i just kind of have these big big ideas what have you and then i meet these people you included that and it's not about like i'm not looking for like some tear jerk or whatever i'm just talking about the simple mental capacity to say regardless of what it is like bow down i'm coming through you know kind of move over you know type of thing get out of the way run <laughs> So walk, walk me, walk me through your childhood. You know what I mean? Like, t- tell me kind of how that stuff went because explain what hip dysplasia is. I mean, get, talk to me like I'm a five-year-old right now. <laughs> okay, perfect. Um, so hip dysplasia is when your hips are completely dislocated at birth. So not many people actually have it. Like you might've heard like dogs have hip dysplasia. Like not, I haven't really met many humans that 
have hip dysplasia, but there are different cases. And so my case was severe. I had, I had to have six surgeries before I was three and a half years old um, in order for me to really fully walk. And um, that was why they recommended swimming because I went through a lot of pain and discomfort. You know, you're put in traction, you're constantly put on anesthesia, you know, so you're basically brought into this world, like on drugs, <laughs> I guess. So, so it's a lot, <laughs> it's a lot to like come out of, you know, like, you're just like, whoa, like, so, okay. so wait, hang on. So, so you, you not only have you overcome hip dysplasia, but you're also a recovering addict. Yes. <laughs> no, I'm just messing with you. No, just... no, no I, I am too, actually. That's part oh, shit, shit. Okay. <laughs> uh, okay, okay. So go, so go. I'm sorry. No, I'm not no. sorry. Uh, this, <laughs> this, you're, so you're born with this rare, this rare sort of condition for humans, right? I, it's funny you mentioned the 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 dog thing because you're right. I remember when we were looking for certain breeds, we just got a, a puppy. She's one. Um, now, but, um, same thing. It's like, oh, you got to worry about hip dysplasia and all this type of stuff. And then you're kind of, you're kind of coming into the world with that already on your plate. Right. Yes. And so yes. you've had multiple surgeries, you're getting into this swim, you know, type of, um, therapy, if you will, to kind of overcome this stuff, or, or maybe even just ease, I don't know, the recovery or what have you, you can ex talk on that if I'm off base, but where were you at your point when you kind of realized like, when did you realize that something was different? Do you, do you recall that moment? You know what I mean? Like to walk me through that, uh, your mental capacity, like I'm different or I'm this. Well, I'll say that, you know, I mean, I really like, as I was joined on the swim team, you know, I would watch the Olympics and I was just kind of in awe of like, Oh my gosh, like these people, like, really like go at it and like do all this stuff. And like, I really thought that, you know, I could do it, but then like swimming with my swim team, like having the belief that I was different and having the belief that I probably would never do it because one, I'm five, three, you know, you see swimmers, they're six foot tall, you know, and, and they haven't had all these surgeries. I never even used my legs when I was in the pool, you know. And so really the turning point happened when I was 15 years old and I was told I needed another hip surgery. I mean, I freaking flipped out. Like I was like, whoa, like I just overcame like all this stuff. And now you're telling me as a teenager, I have to now go through another surgery. And so that was really like the point of like basically kind of giving up on myself and being like, okay, maybe I'll just work, you know, and like just give up on this dream that I had because it's not going to come true because this is way more work than I even thought I had to do, you know? So oh. then um, at the, as I was, having the surgery, I was put on a morphine pump, which, I mean, they basically put me on this so that, you know, you're, you're supposed to have, so you don't have as much pain, you know, and all those things. But I truly believe that, you know, that was the point when I really started like, you know, just going downhill from there. Like at age 17, I like started drinking alcohol. I got into college. I became an alcoholic. I was popping pain pills anytime I can. I used the excuse of my hips, like, oh, my hip hurts. I need a pill, you know? And um, it just led down to this, like, really crazy thing. And then really what happened to me was I lost my job in 2010. So, like, fast forward a little bit, like, after the high school and the college and, you know, failed out of college and, you know, wasn't really sure what I wanted to do, you know, but of course I always wanted to be a swimmer, <laughs> but I just didn't have the guts, you know, to do it. And then, um, I dropped or I lost my job and I started becoming like a personal trainer and a swim coach. Cause after having, you know, being an alcoholic and things, you're overweight, you know, you're like, uh, what am I doing with my body? I really hate myself right now. And so then once I, Decide, like actually lost my job. That was when I actually started to look at myself and be like, okay, what am I doing here? What is the purpose? And, you know, what am I trying to do? So really in 2014, I started reading um, 
books like The Secret and starting to like listen to different like um, success people, what they were doing, you know, for their mind and body. And um, that was when I decided to announce to everyone that I would train for the Olympics. And I had no idea how I would get there. <laughs> okay, so I'm going <laughs> to... This is shit, man. Okay, so the first statement I made when I said addict, I had no, that was like a segue in, but I didn't know that. Yeah. I, I mean, I obviously, I obviously read the story, you know, I, for those that don't know, you know, there's a, tri there's a Triumph website, and one of, my, one of my things with what, you know, I'd been doing was, like, I, I really find a lot of fascination in, um, in the triumphs of people, right? Just, just in general. And it's not about, like I said before, it's like, I'm not looking for you to make me cry or, you know, certain things like that. I just, I just think it's amazing the capabilities that we sort of downplay, uh, you know, kind of on a daily level, you know, there's so many of us that are like, no, I can't do that. You know, whatever. And I mean, like you're kind of walking through some of this stuff with me here. Right. I mean, like you're, you were kind of telling me like, Oh, I want to, you have this big dream, you know, like, oh, I don't really know. Maybe I'm over this or whatever. Right. But, but even to say, even to just say, and I'm not trying to guide you on your story here at all. But even just to say, if that's the dream, it's like even aiming for that gets you so much further than than just sitting there going like, well, I, I can't do that. Right. Like you could have easily copped out with well, my hip. Right. Kind of what you were saying about the pills. Right. Like, oh, my my hip hurts. I need more pill. Maybe it did hurt that day. Maybe it didn't. I don't know. Yeah. But I'm just tripping out because like I said that as a as a as a funny side comment and I'm like, Oh, Holy shit. Right. And then we're, and then we're getting into this and then you're going to tell me about the Olympics. So now I'm intrigued to be like, okay, you, the, the, the job piece seems to me from what I'm hearing from you is that that was really kind of the, the straw that broke the camel's back. You had all these other things, right. But it seemed that none of that was, was mm, maybe forcing the hand for you to look within maybe. I don't know if that's a stretch to say that, but it sounds like the job really made you kind of say like, well, okay, you know, now, now I'm going to kick another gear or I got to do something. Right. And then all of a sudden, is that a correct? I don't yeah. Know, I mean, because, that? yeah, it was just cause you know, you just kind of live this life and you know, you might go and I mean, for me, I was always chasing money and I was like, you know, the, the moment that I make enough money, that's when I'll try to go to the Olympics. And it was like, and the next breaking point was having a relationship of nine years and him being like, I'm done and I have no money <laughs> and nowhere to go. And it was just like, holy crap. Okay, what's next? You know, yeah, like, yeah. <laughs> surgeries, I got this, I've got this, you know, but like, I looked at it as a positive, um, you know, thing. And I was like, I just announced one year ago that I wanted to go to the Olympics. And clearly this person wasn't in line with me to go to the Olympics. And so I have to look at like, I put this out there. I'm like, Hey, I'm doing it. I'm going to train. I'm going to do whatever it takes. I mean, I lost my car. I'm, I'm biking 16 miles to get to a pool. I'm running. I'm doing whatever it takes, you know, to get to a pool. And so having doing that for one whole year, you know, in 2017, it has been about finding my team, you know, training hard and seeing who really is able to support me. And finding that, and now going into 2018, like, all right, now what? <laughs> <laughs> so, <laughs> so all, all I'm hearing right now is that I'm essentially on the cusp of talking to an Olympian before, before the masses really know about. Yeah. yeah. So, so thank you for that opportunity. <laughs> man, right here. Don't forget the small people. When you're yeah. up there waving your medal. Small <laughs> people is what it's all about. I'll say that. I mean, I never even thought I would even be in this moment. So thank you, you know. So so it's the swimming thing has always been, uh, at least in the people that I've kind of come across, right? I, I haven't had a long time in this endurance world, if you will. But, you know, I kind of come across the different walks of life, and, and they're definitely – seems to be a commonality um in some of the triathlon fears right um what you know i'm speaking about triathlon obviously but the swimming component has been something that people tend to get overwhelmed with or fear the most 
right? Especially when it comes down to open water swims and things like that, right? And so, so it's been interesting to kind of hear those things. And I, and I in my own way, um, also struggle a bit with the swimming component. I came from surfing, and I've said this before on some of the other podcasts, but I had this thought that because I could be in the ocean, right, like surfing with a board and, and you know, you fall off the water, I swim to my board, what, what have you. I thought, well, it should be kind of second nature to go swimming, right? Like I could survival swim, but I've never, I've never like swam down a lane. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And the difference between those two things was so far that um, it was almost kind of laughable. Like I wish I could have, I wish I could have been saying those things to someone that was a swimmer. And so my long-winded story um, kind of leads me to the question to you is that, you know, it, that, that advantage of having that comfort, you know, that's the first thing you start off in. And I've, um, you know, how do you feel about that having that in your pocket? Because I feel like that's such a, that's such a, that, that fucking discipline is so hard to get any progress on. And I'd like to hear some of the struggles that you've gone through because it feels like for me, I'll spend a whole year and I'm like a second faster. And I'm like, what the hell, you know, or maybe it's even a half second. Right. And then I'm like, okay, for that whole year that I spent, let's just say you, you went three times a week at the pool. I'm like for a half a damn second, I might as well just, I don't know, run a little harder or some shit. You know what I'm saying? And so it's like, I think there's that struggle with people to figure out, you know, how do you efficiently get to the point where you're progressing or is it just survival? You know, I'm like, do you have an opinion on that coming from the swimming background? Because yeah, totally. please educate, well, educate us. So I'll say that, you know, like I said, you know, having the seven hip surgeries and stuff, like when I was swimming, I've always been an upper body swimmer. Like my legs are like, it's like a piano has hit, my legs and I'm just like kind of going around. Right. So mm -hmm. I had created like my own method of swimming. I was like, okay, I am going to like use a tubey kick and I'm going to use like muscle it out you know, and all those things. And so it worked, you know, I got faster and all those things. But what happens is if you don't actually really work on the technique, you get tired easily and that, and you almost like plateau per se. So now I have a team that really works on my technique. And so every day I'm watching videos, I'm in school for swimming <laughs> and I'm constantly like bettering my stroke. And like, I'll say with adding Bikram yoga for one year, because yoga in yoga, like I'll just kind of give you a background, a little bit of, how yoga and swimming really connect. And if you are a swimmer, I would recommend doing yoga because you would feel the connect, the same connection. So in Bikram yoga, it is a, um, it's basically a healing practice for yourself. And I have learned discipline, even more discipline than I even thought I could have in my swimming, because literally you go on the mat, you follow the directions and your body, like it's like, even if you can't do the posture, your body knows that it wants to do it. And eventually continuing to do it day in and day out, your body actually, by your mind telling your body what you want to do, your body now is able to achieve it. And so that's what's happened in my swimming is like day in and day out. I'm practicing. I might get frustrated. You know, I might feel like I'm not getting faster. But I have, like, different points of what I'm working on. Because, like, if you go in and you're like, oh, my gosh, I need to, like, I need to get faster and all this stuff, you're putting all this pressure on yourself. So, like, for the whole end of 2017, I've been working on my technique because I wanted to get my technique down so that I can feel stronger and more like I just feel lighter in the water, but I can still put the speed up because now I'm using my legs and I'm using my whole entire body, my core, my breath. Everything is moving as one now. And so adding the yoga component and into my swimming has made a tremendous amount of like just. Uh, I don't even know what to say. I mean, it's just so, it's just almost like an epiphany. <laughs> like I've been swimming my whole entire life, but I'll say like, it's never really clicked like this after 
you know, being in the yoga practice and like acting like I'm in yoga and swimming. <laughs> That's it's funny you say that, uh, <clears throat> and because the yoga piece was brought up to me on like day, um, so day three uh, when I. Uh, well, I'll back up, Kat. If you, if you don't know, I did 21 half irons like down the East Coast, right? Uh, what was that? In the summer of 16. And on day three, I, I bring that up because on day three of it, I met a guy named Dave Lewis, and he mentioned to me about the integration of yoga. And he got into kind of the endurance thing. He, he had kind of done like a path of, you know, wanting to lose weight and, and you know, kind of getting more active and things like that. Um, and he credited yoga and, and in particular yoga. And he was doing planking. I'm, I, yeah. I, I've never done planking, but uh, he, it, it's funny you bring that up because he, he mentioned some very similar positive attributes. He contributed a lot of his success, um, especially like when you're bringing up the plateauing about him continuing to progress it, based on his yoga uh you know, implementation. And I was like, wow, it's crazy. You know, like that's so cool. You know, and I've, I've asked him to be like, why don't you come on and talk about it? So it's so funny that you're, you're one of the first people that are really crediting a lot of this yoga stuff. And I just think I love those types of variances because I'm kind of not the typical uh, person to try to do like everything that everyone else is doing. I don't know. Like, I just feel like people have their own style, you know? So like, why am I trying to do something like that guy or that girl? Because I don't, obviously don't walk like them or talk like them, you know? So I feel like there's little variations of things that people do as human nature. And so um, I think that's really cool you bring that up. And I also really liked hearing about the kicking thing because yeah. I, I'd like you to explain that. Be, uh, uh, if you don't mind giving a little bit more um, details on the swimming, <laughs> the swimming piece. Because you brought up technique. You brought up the kicking piece. And these are all things that I've struggled with. I'm a weak kicker. I find... I find it hard to do. And I feel like I think mentally in my head, I'm like, I need to save my legs for when I'm going to go on the bike or some <laughs> shit. Right. And maybe that's a stupid, I don't know. That's a stupid thing, but I'm like, I kind of, when you've started talking, you're like, I just muscled my way and I'm kind of an uppy bob, upper body swimmer. And I'm like, that's what I'm like. You know, I'm like, you're going to all the, so can you, can you kind of, I maybe, step back a little bit if there's anything you can break down like i love i love for people to take away things so i like love the yoga piece obviously love your you know, overcoming your dysplasia and she's like whatever life's gonna throw at you i'm like not worried about you how about that but like if you could break down some of this stuff so that we could take away like you know what would you have said to yourself you know knowing all the things you know now like what would you tell me you know like what would you tell someone to to kind of cut through the shit you know, if you have, if you have all that, or if you're, if you're okay to say that, you know, yeah, of course. Um, well, I'll say that, you know, I mean, for starters swimming, I mean, I, I didn't really realize that you really use your core and your hip flexor, like a lot, <laughs> like you really need like some good hip flexors and you know core. And that's why having added the yoga and I also do hot Pilates, those two components together have strengthened my legs and adding recovery and all those things, but they have strengthened my legs to the point where now I get it. So let me just back up a minute and um, kind of describe like what is, you know, the proper technique. So, I mean, with kicking, like you're literally supposed to be, if you've been on the ground and you do like a scissor kick, you know, with your hands behind your back or whatever, and you're doing a scissor kick, that's actually what you're supposed to be doing in the water. But what happens when you do that, you start hyperventilating because now you're like, shoot, like I got my legs going, my arms got to do this, I got to breathe, you know, and it's a lot yep. of complications because honestly, when I started adding my legs, it was really freaking hard. <laughs> like I couldn't even breathe properly. I thought I was drowning. I mean, and this was literally just six months ago. So, you know, even though I've been swimming my whole entire life, I then had to retract and kind of implement this because I want to do sprint events. And if you've ever seen a sprinter, one, they're really, really big and um, they use their legs a lot. So I'm like, how can this small little fish, you know, get through the water faster? And what mm -hmm. it is being able to maneuver your body 
and how it is. So, like, if you kick, if your kick is, like, too far down, if it, like, past your core, you know, you're using more energy, you're dragging. So it's a small kick coming from the core and the hip flexors. And it's like, you're basically counting one, two, three, you know, arm, one, two, three arm, but like you're having to move simultaneously. If you were, if you were here on my couch, you would see that I'm actually trying to swim. <laughs> <laughs> It's all good. You're reminding me of this stuff of like in motocross when you're you, uh, that that's one of the sports I came from. You, you know, you have a clutch and your throttle and your brake. There's a lot of those things that you have to simultaneously like do. And in the very beginning, it's it's super hard. It doesn't come natural. So you're constantly thinking like, oh, wait, my bike's the wrong way in the air. Like I need to hit the brake or I pull in the clutch for this. And you, when you're just going through this like one, two, three arm, I'm like, damn this swimming you know it's always like mentally i'm just not that shit doesn't flow for me like i can't read your swim boards either just by the way but like <laughs> you know what i mean you leave on the 50 or whatever i'm like oh calm down like i'll just yeah. go and you go <laughs> i'll just well, I'll follow you but so okay so that's that's crazy about okay kicking keeping past the core um I, I definitely, I got, now I got to, it makes me think like, I need to go figure out what, what does my kick do? I definitely don't feel like I'm a strong kicker. I think I'm like under the water, like maybe just moving kind of in some spazzy little motion of my leg movement, but I don't really know that it's trying to propel me. Well, but I'll say that. So I've worked with triathletes, like most of the time, like when I was running my business, I would always work with triathletes on the swim portion. And most of the people, their biggest problem was the breathing. And what it would be is they would be like pushing water out of their mouth instead of actually blowing out through their nose. So part of it could be you're not actually getting the proper air underwater because most of swimming, you're breathing under the water and you get a tiny bit of air to breathe in. And the rest is mostly underwater. So you're literally a fish when you're swimming, <laughs> you know? So wait, give me a, give me a breathe technique because all right, let me tell, okay. Let me tell you this and then you tell me where this is probably wrong. <laughs> <laughs> right. Or if you have advice because I started, uh, you know, I started the swimming and I used to, um, God, what, what, what did I try to do? It would be like, okay, you breathe one side, right? Mm -hmm. And then you'd like, you'd stroke, you'd do three strokes and then you're breathing on the other side, right? Yeah. Uh -huh. And then, and then I tried to do three and I tried to breathe. Here's what would happen. I couldn't sustain that. The effort in that breathing capacity didn't work for me. I needed more air, right? So I found myself like I'd either have to go way, way slow um, in order to not like stress myself in order to make that breathing work for me. Right. And so what would end up happening is I end up basically be breathing like every stroke. Right. Mm -hmm. And so, so now fast forward some time, I met a guy when I was in Washington, he was like an, uh, mainly an open water swimmer. And he was like, Hey, I got a tip from someone, try this. And it just sort of altered it a little bit. But I still try to practice this. But I'll be honest with you that I can't sustain this all the time. So instead of it, when I was telling you that it would be like a breath and then it's the three strokes getting to the other side to start breathing, mm -hmm. this was making you do so, so breath into the stroke. I come back on the other side. I, um, I'm, I'm breathing again on that same side, right? So it's like a two, three strokes going to the other side. So it was kind of doubling up those and that helped me, right? Like it was like, I got to breathe two times versus one before I go into the three. And then I do it on the other side. I got to breathe two times, but it still eventually got to the point where I couldn't just do that. Right. Like I couldn't do my normal, I guess, whatever my normal speed is, I, that didn't work for me. And I end up breathing uh, like all, every stroke, you know, and then I'll like, calm down maybe a little bit and I can do it again. So I'm like, what is that? Is that just my mismanagement of a lot of different things? Or is there, is that just a retarded breathing? I don't know, <laughs> practice in general. Cause I don't know. I don't know what to, I don't read any books. I don't know anything. So it's like, how do you breathe? Like, you, why don't you just tell me how to breathe? <laughs> well, what it sounds like to me is that you are probably blowing out through your mouth 
And what happens when you blow out through your mouth, you don't actually get to access your full lung capacity. So if you've ever, so even if you like have a bowl of water and you just put your face in and you try to blow out with like your, your nose, but your mouth is like relaxed and like maybe some bubbles come out, you know, but most of the air is coming out through your nose because if you know through your nasal cavity, I mean, you're basically your lungs fill up like a balloon and you're more relaxed. So what, what it sounds like to me is that you're not getting enough oxygen when you're under the water. And so that's why it's making it a little bit harder for you to breathe even any pattern that you want to do. Like even for myself, if I notice that I want to breathe every stroke, I take a second and I'm like, what's happening with my breathing? And so I kind of get into a meditative state and I just focus on my breathing. And that might be what I focus on for like longer sets. Cause like I've noticed even in one week, I've been able to drop my like 200 times down as an endurance set because I'm not breathing every stroke, you know, I'm able to really relax into it. And when you relax into it, that will also help your whole entire body because you're trapping air through you. So it might be hard for you to breathe. So now your legs are bending or you're trying to ride a bike in the water, you know? <laughs> mm -hmm. No, it's, I, I, yeah, it's enlightening for me coming, you know, look at rookie me, you know, but it's like, so my, my takeaway is that you, you, the more you kind of flow then, like, so it's a flag then essentially if, if, if I'm unable to keep a breathing pattern, like, y y would it be a correct assumption to say that you can go swimming, like, meaning I'm talking directly to you, like, and you can hold a breathing pattern and like, that's fine, whatever that is. Mm -hmm. um, so, so it's a flag for me. I got to figure out what it is that I'm doing that's overdoing something, right? Because. So, yeah. Oh, I'll no, just, okay. the suggestion I'll make is that when you, the next time you swim, see what you're doing in the water as far as breathing. Are you pushing more water out through your mouth? Are you even able to blow out through your nose? Because that might be that you might not even be blowing out your nose. And the moment that you start to blow out your nose, you're going to have an aha moment and you're going to be mm -hmm. like, Oh, like, okay, it's so much easier to swim now, you know, because that is one thing that I always, like, I almost feel, like, bad when people, like, you know, they're like, oh, like, I'll teach people how to swim so quickly, and, like, that's the thing that I'll tell them, like, hey, you know, just blow out your nose, and they're like, no one's ever said that to me, and I mean, and it's only because I, you know, for me, like, you know, if I try to run or bike, like, those things aren't as fluid for me because literally I am a mermaid. Like it's way easier for me to swim and breathe that way versus trying to breathe on land. So I mm. get it. If you've always been on land and you're trying to get in the water, it's like, Whoa, what's, what's happening here? You know? Yeah. So give me, give me an idea of uh, like, what does it take? Do, do you know what it takes to like for the Olympic stuff? I mean, I guess to, to uh, i'm assuming you have to qualify for like a race or something like that what what is the benchmark that you need to sort of be at with what you're trying to accomplish i'm just i just kind of want to wrap my head around that because i have a feeling you're going to tell me some numbers and i'm going to be like what the fuck yeah so i'll say that i have a um you know a goal sheet um right now of like you know in march i want to um, do the senior champs qualifying times. And so the 100 free for yards is like a 54.79. The 50 free is a 25.29. And the 100 fly is a 1 minute and 79 seconds. And so that's just yard times. So I'm very close. I'm like 2 seconds, 4 seconds in one, and maybe like 7 in another. I mean, it's very easy with the my start because everything counts, right? Your start, your turns your technique, you know, your breathing, how relaxed you are, everything kind of goes into play with that. So, you know, I plan right now on racing February 10th to attempt to, you know, get these qualifying times. Now, even if I don't get these qualifying times, it's not a big deal because you really can qualify all the way up into like 2020. So, 
Um, what I've been reading is some people will even qualify like May of 2020 before the Olympic trials even happens, you know, and the Olympic trials is long course meters. So it's a totally different, um, you know, the pool's longer, the times are different, but they're pretty fast times. <laughs> so, so walk me. So what is, what are the steps to, to getting to your goal? Just like, I don't really know anything about how you get to the Olympic thing. So can you tell me, like, you, you mentioned the times, right? Like, all I heard, because all I do is freestyle, right? So all I heard was you said 100 yards, and, there, and it was less than a minute. So I kind of just went, <laughs> what the hell? But, but so, so is it like you make a qualifying time at a certain <clears throat> type of an event, and then does that event get you into, like, another race that then all these people are, are vying for, like, certain spots? Or what is that process? For, for just for those of us listening to, to even understand how someone gets there. Yeah, well, I mean, it, and it's still new to me because, you know, the, the moment was, hey, I'm going to the Olympics. And it's like, oh, shoot, now I got to swim. <laughs> you know, like saying it to everyone's cool, right? Then it's like, oh, yeah. hey, you know, I better get on that, you know. Um, yeah. but, uh, <laughs> but really, like, I have just been, you know, it's all about racing and getting my times down. So, you know, for the end of 2017, it for me was about like getting the proper technique because in order to get my times down, I need to have a better technique so that I can gain strength, you know, to getting my times down. So really like that is my goal for 2018 is to get my times down, to get closer to those time cuts, you know, and you will make the, the cut at a race, like whatever race it is, you know, at a, a, a meet in Maryland, just a basic meet, or I could go to 2019 FINA World Master Championships and get a qualifying time there, you know? So there's so many opportunities that I can, you know, get qualifying times for. It's just, um, it's interesting, because, you know, I'm not working. Like, these things cost money, you know, but, but I've learned that if I'm this, what I believe my my purpose on the planet is to show people that it doesn't matter if you know it's hard to do or whatever, but as long as you take it day by day and have the will and the determination to do it, like anything is possible, you know. Yeah, hell yeah, that's so, why I think we don't give ourselves enough credit. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's my, yeah. Answer your question. Really, I'm just kind of going day by day. Because honestly, sometimes when I think about the big, big picture, I get a little nervous. I'm like, oh, shoot, you know? I mean, I could get a news company to be like, hey, what what's going on with you? Like, mm -hmm. well, I'm just, you know, training and trying to be the best. Because, I mean, that's ultimately, like, once you make the Olympic trials, you have to be top two to even get into the Olympics of your sport. Okay. So, I mean, it, it is pretty, cause you know, it's funny, like some of the races that, you know, I'm competing against, like one woman was like, so are you going to beat Simone Manuel? And I was like, I guess I am. <laughs> you know, Like, I mean, I have, <laughs> I have no idea what has, what, why I'm supposed to do this, you know? I mean, it seems kind of crazy to have started my life wanting to do this and then having all these little complications and then being like now having the support, you know, like of, from people like I know I'm trying to get fundraising together where people come together, you know, and it's just I'm really just trying to get the community to support me and also just being an inspiration to everyone around me so that even if it's just like, hey, I want to lose five pounds, or hey, I want to go to the Olympics. It's the same mindset, depending on what it is that you want to do, you know? Yep. Well, spit out those details, how people can find all that stuff. I mean, tell them how, you know, if you're fundraising, or get, give give your details on how people can find you. So, my Instagram is mergoddess11. Um, I have an athlete page, mergoddess, where... Um, I actually journal what's going on. Like sometimes it's, um, you know, I'm reflecting on what has happened. What have I learned? I have different themes, different words that mean something to, to me each month. I recently just became vegan. Yesterday was my 60th day being vegan and I absolutely love it. I 
pretty much feel like a superhero (laughs) from from that, you know, like that has been an improvement in my training as well. I feel lighter. I'm back at my high school weight. I'm literally, I just went backwards 16 years to be where I wanted to be, you know? Um, My name is Sarah Bowfinger. You can, uh, my profile is public on Facebook. You can find me there. Um, and yeah, and those are the places that I'll put out, you know, um, for fundraising. I haven't really done a GoFundMe page just because I really want the community to benefit from my fundraising. So I try to promote events or, you know, different things that the community can benefit from so that, you know, I'm also benefiting as well. Hmm. I like it. I like it. For those of you looking, go do it. That's all I'm going to say. But, you know, and what about if people want coaching? You know, do you ever do do you ever yeah. do virtual coaching yeah. stuff? Like, yeah, I mean, if they want to reach out, um, you know, I, I would totally do virtual coaching. Um, you know, I have um, – they could send me, you know, their – their swim videos, you know, I, I, I usually charge like $30 for 30 minutes just because it's so easy and I can give you everything that you need and you can go and run with it. And then, you know, you can come back a month or so later and, you know, just see, see your improvement because I just have had so much success and I'm learning something new every day. Like I'm watching Olympian swim, you know, I'm visualizing what it is that I want to create because I mean, I, I have never even been to the Olympics, you know, so this is like all new being someone that's in their thirties, you know, trying to really change my whole entire body to then get to this goal has really been amazing, I guess. Cause you know, you just, I just never even thought I would be even in this moment right now, you know? Mm-hmm. No, it's just, that, that, that's my whole thing. You know, that, that my whole thing is seeing these people, you know, you included just, that's what, that's what drives me in a lot of the stuff that, that I'm even doing. You know, it's just, it's, and it's to some people it might be like, Oh, well, you know, this, this thing wasn't like a big deal. And then like, you know what though? It, it's funny because, you know, you think it's not a big deal now, but you know, fast, fast, uh, fast track your life back, you know, like go back five years. I bet you it was a big deal then. Right. I bet you, you would have said, I couldn't have done it. You know, things like that. And it's like that little stuff, those little triumphs. It's like, I think the combination of little things are what make, what, what makes all this great stuff happen. You know, I just think it's so few and far between that you click a finger and you know, you moved a mountain. You know what I mean? It's like all that stuff happens over, uh, you know, over the course of your determination, you know, and the, and these people, I feel like, I mean, for lack of it, you know, to, to be honest, I mean, I think a lot of people sell themselves short. You know, and I think that's the one thing we should never do. I just think that it's it's incredible what, regardless of, you know, your background or any of that shit, you know, it's like, it's pretty remarkable what we can do as, as human beings, just even in our makeup, you know, and just to some great, you go, you go all the way to the top, like, you know, you, like you, 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 you go to the 2020 Olympics, you're freaking fantastic. But guess what? You know, we all started somewhere, you know? And so I just, I just love not forgetting that. And um, there's this quote actually from, uh, I just saw this the other day. I think it's from Jim Carrey, the actor. And it said something along the lines of, uh, I wish everyone could be rich and famous so that they could see that, that it's not the answer. Hmm. You know? And I was like, you know, that's pretty, that's pretty badass right there. You know? And I never... <clears throat> I never imagined my, like you, you're saying to yourself, like the changes in your life and all that stuff. I mean, like, I never thought I'd be talking on a podcast, <laughs> you know, like doing any of this stuff either. You know, it's like, uh, it's just a really, I, I don't know, the community and people in general can be really cool. There's some also some really shitty people too, but, um, for the most part, I feel like everyone focuses on the negative, you know, the shitty people or the shitty stories and stuff. And, uh, yeah, I hope here this is where you get this is a uh, self doubts murder. That's my new that's my new <laughs> paraphrase for uh, for my podcast. <laughs> self doubts <laughs> murder. <laughs> and also, I mean, greatness lies within all of us. You know, in that moment when you you find that passion, like go for it. Like, I mean, because for me, like it, it's so it's been so scary. You know, to like literally just let go of everything, like not have a car you know, not have any money or any income, but I'm eating, I have a place to stay and I'm happier than I've ever been. And so to me, like 
that is wealth, you know, because I had the big house before I had like, you know, all I would go shopping every day, you know, and then I had someone yelling at me all the time, you know, and it was just like, <laughs> why am I sticking with this? You know, like, this is not okay. But then when you realize, like, you follow that passion, you do whatever it takes to fulfill your soul. And that is just like the most fulfilling thing ever. And even if like nothing even comes out of it, like I've accomplished so much, you know? Mm-hmm. No, you're, you're amazing. Uh, you know, like, like, like I said, I've, I've been, uh, I've been inspired by the story you shared. Um, it's been a while actually now since that, that time, but, um, I'm looking forward to seeing your triumphs, uh, this year. And, and as you continue on towards your, uh, Olympian goals and, and I hope <clears throat> do me a favor. I want you to promise right now yes. that one, uh, once that moment comes that you will, no matter how big you get, you'll come back and you talk to me. If this thing's still alive, <laughs> and going, and then, then you have to commit right now to come back and telling us all how you did it. How about that? Of course I would love to, because that to me means the world because, you know, if I can help someone achieve the same greatness, that would be amazing. Cause that's what it's all about. Helping everybody achieving our goals and, just being amazing, you know? Yep. Amen to that. Well, I want to thank, I want to thank you for your time. And again, apologize for the, for the mishap this morning. Um, but, um, (laughs) but, uh, (laughs) but you rock and, you know, thanks again. The story is incredible for those, for those that wanted to read, uh, you know, Sarah gave her details for how to reach out, but if you wanted to hear a little bit of her story as well, it's also posted up on the triumph site, which is the triumphproject.org. Um, and, you know, I just, myself, your host, uh, Jeff Fairbanks, and my guest here today, Sarah Bowfinger, and uh, my slack-ass co-host, uh, Jason. I don't know what the hell he's doing. He's he's probably crying and whining about not being as amazing as you. Maybe he can hear this. And... <laughs> amazing. I see his post. You know, he's always running in the cold. I want to he is. He, that's all he fucking does. I don't think he knows how to run when it gets warm. He's like, if it's not O Dark 30, he doesn't. He can't run. He's like, wait, there's light out and I can see shit. I know. I don't know. It seems to be a normal temperature. He probably just breaks down. Anyhow, I just rip him shit because he's a good dude. But yeah, he, he's a rock star too. So thank you. Uh, thank you to everyone listening and um, reach out to Sarah if you want some more. And, and um, if you got anything else to tell people before we uh, hang up here, have at it. Otherwise... We're out. Well, just, you know, keep following your passion. Keep being amazing. Love yourself even more each day. And, yeah, be a rock star. Boom. Thank you, Sarah, so much. You rock, no pun intended, and we'll see you, uh, we'll, we'll see you out there. Yes, see you. Thanks. Bye.